It is super common that kiddos will say the TH for an S. We call it a lisp. We call that a frontal lisp. Now, there are other lisps that are much more tricky to correct, but the frontal lisp, when the TH is said for the S, that's not hard to correct. So if you would like to have some strategy to be able to correct that for your child, come along today and we will dig in. Now, I also want you to remember that the strategies that we use in these different sessions are not just for a specific sound. Many of the strategies you can use with other sounds, such as how we look in a mirror or how we look, listen, and copy, and the other things we do. But today will be practical, tactical, and specific for the frontal lisp. Does your child have a speech-language delay and you really want them to talk? Do difficult behaviors derail home life and you know the frustration is a communication struggle? Does your child see a speech therapist and you wonder, what do they do and how can I help? If these or similar questions are in your mind, this podcast is for you. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I am a speech-language pathologist that has worked with children from birth to 21 for three decades. And in my classrooms, I see you wanting to connect with the heart of your child, but their speech and language skills create a barrier. So if you have a kiddo that has difficult behaviors, needs to expand their language, or learn to say speech sounds, and maybe even receives speech therapy, stay tuned because In this podcast, you will learn how to use your daily life as a tool to communication practice and how to do that practice. You will become confident knowing you are making the difference you want to make. And you will hear success stories of parents who have navigated these struggles already. We'll do this all while focusing on building deep, meaningful connection and confidence in your kiddo. So grab a cup of coffee, along with a notebook and pen. It's time to speak in the way your child's brain understands. And that is the language of play. We know that in the summertime, it is such a time for celebration. There are so many fun things going on and so many celebrations. Along the way, I thought, I wonder what is online that tells me what's going on July 6th for celebration. There were three things. One was International Kissing Day or World Kiss Day. The second was Take Your Webmaster to Lunch Day. And the third was Fried Chicken Day. (laughs) So there's always something to celebrate. So happy lunchtime with your child and webmaster eating fried chicken and then give your kid a kiss. Now, I have one space left if you are interested in that free coaching session. So I will take one more of you. Contact me at hello at thelanguageofplay.com and we can celebrate that. There are lots of different ways to teach just about anything. But sometimes we get intimidated. Sometimes we just have the idea that this is something that I could do damage. 
I have an area in my life that's like that all the time and I get derailed and that is in my car. I am not a very good mechanic. I can refill fluids. I can change spark plugs and battery or a tire. And that's about the extent of my ability to take care of my car. There's very few other things that I can do. When I look in the engine, I often feel intimidated. So when my car is making some funny noises and I look under the hood and I think, hmm, where was that noise coming from? Uh, what do I do? I, I'm not quite sure what to do. And, and I don't dare pull things apart to see what might be going on because I'm really afraid I'm going to wreck it. And then I bring it to a mechanic and I tell them what's going on and they look under the hood and they do something like, oh, here's the hose. This one is leaking. And he shows me what is apparent in front of my eyes. That is, there's fluid leaking all over the outside of a tube. So the tube needs replacing. Or maybe he points out this wire is loose and then I just need to replace or tighten up that wire. Or sometimes he points out that there's fluid in a place that fluid doesn't belong, so we know that there's a leak somewhere that we need to find. All of those things were right in front of my face the whole time. But that doesn't mean I can see it. It took an expert in that area to be able to tell me what it was that he knew, because that's his area of expertise. So what does that story have to do with this podcast? That's what it's like when you go to a coach and you hire a coach. When parents are teaching children how to speak, I've heard many times over, oh, I was afraid to make it worse. Somebody just said to let my daughter keep going and eventually she'll fix it. There's so many things that parents have said to me that amount to don't do anything, wait for it to get better on its own, or go find a professional. I want to say that I get that. There are some things that we can let our kids just grow out of. There are some things that are not worth addressing. But when it comes to speech, it and you are unsure of what it is to do because you can't tell, at that point it is good to find a professional. And then I say don't be afraid. That's why it is that I started this coaching for parents. I know that I know that I know that parents are the biggest, most influencing factor in our kids' lives. You know your child. And just because you don't know what they're saying at a given time doesn't mean you're a bad parent. Just because they aren't developing their speech and language skills right away, that does not mean you're a bad parent. But there are things you can do to help your child along. And that skill you might just need somebody to teach you. And that's what it is that I like to help parents to do. Because when I look at a child, I'm more like the mechanic that looks under the hood. Now, when I listen to children, it just takes a few seconds to figure out what sounds it is that they don't say right. And that is something that a skilled professional can do. But it also means that because I can tell pretty quickly, and I've worked with parents a long time, and because I believe in the ability of parents to teach their children, I can tell you what it is that is going to be beneficial. I can tell you how you can help your child. Or if it's a difficult situation that is beyond the scope of most parents, 
because I've done this for 30 years. It's not magic. For me, it's kind of like the mechanic. And I love to say to parents, this is something you can do at home. This is how. And go ahead and do it. Call me if you have another question. That I find to be very joyful. Because parents, you have a lot of sway with your kiddos. I'm speaking to you if you're wondering, why don't my kids listen? If you're wondering, what in the world did they say? If you're wondering, why do they use chunks of sentences, but not really good sentences, and they don't really make sense? If these are the kinds of things you're wondering, it sounds like coaching is now for you. You can send me an email at hello at the language of play, or you can go to the show notes and click on the let's meet session, and we can talk about what your situation is. And I will be completely honest if what you are dealing with is in my scope and practice, because we both want you to go away happy and empowered, knowing exactly what to do at home. I want to tell you a true story about my own kids. I was fresh out of college in my first position as a speech therapist when my daughter was born. My daughter was about three years old when she had a a frontal lisp, which is so common, so normal. She had that TH sound for the S. Up to that point, I had been seeing children with fairly severe disabilities, not simple corrections on a young child that is within the norm. Because any child that would come to me has already been identified as a child that has significant and disabling needs. But I was looking at my daughter, who was three, and she was doing just fine. And I hadn't done any of the speech therapy techniques with her at all yet. And I thought, I wonder if what I heard in college is actually true. And that was five minutes a week for a three-year-old with only one sound can be corrected in just a couple of months. Before I tell you what I did, I want to tell you that there are many ways to correct every sound. In the last episodes, you've learned about W, R, and L, but those are just strategies that we can use for those sounds and other sounds. Not every strategy overlaps, and there is not one way to make a correction. Not one way is going to work for all children. And when you find a way that moves them closer to the target, that is, where you want them to go, stay with that strategy, because that's making sense to them. The age of your child is going to determine how specific or how deep into the lesson you're going to go. With my child that I'm about to describe today, she was only three, and the classic frontal lisp is super common. And yes, some kids grow out of it on their own. And that would be just fine to wait for some kids too. But I knew I wanted to sharpen it and I knew I could teach it. So I wanted to play. Also, going with my personality, wanted to do something that was so simple that anyone could do it. So what I did was this. I ripped a piece of paper into four parts. And then I got another piece of paper but did that too. So I ended up having five pieces of paper. I took a crayon and I drew a picture of a sun and wrote the word sun. I grabbed a different piece of paper and took a crayon and wrote the word sea under two eyeballs. 
I drew a saw, like for sawing a tree, and wrote the word saw under it. I drew a needle and thread and wrote the word sew, S-E-W. And we had a grandma with the name Sue, so I put down Sue, S-U-E, under a smiley face with curly hair. I know that that means that my child had S sound in the beginning of the word, followed by varying vowels. This is your trick, parents. Take the sound that it is that your child is working on and think of a simple word. And if you can, just consonant vowel. A simple word that you can use, that you can do a line drawing for, that is a consonant and a vowel. Now, if we think about the spelling, it'll throw us off. So just think about the sounds. And of course, sun was consonant, vowel, consonant, because there's an N at the end. So the five words that I did with my three-year-old child was sun, see, so, sue, saw. Very simple. Now, when we would do our little speech practice, she well, first, she made the cards with me. And by the time the cards were made, she was done. And then I waited a couple of days. And then I said, let's take a look at them. Do you remember them? And I had her look. If you remember our lessons on look, listen, and copy, um, I had her look at my mouth. And we focused only on look. And I had her look at my mouth as I closed my teeth so that my tongue was inside. And I said, sun, see, so, sue, saw. She didn't practice it right away. She just watched. That was her only job. And after we went through it, one time, those five words, one time I set them aside on the counter and then ignored them for two days. And then I pick them up again and repeat that. When I noticed that she was watching me well, and she started to move her mouth in an automatic kind of copying, then I said, yeah, copy that one. And if she could keep her teeth shut and her tongue in, I'd say, woohoo, and celebrate with her and say, that's great. And then we'd stop after the really good one. The next time, we'd build on that a little bit. So I'd wait a couple days, and I would go through those five words one time again, and the ones that she was close to doing, I'd have her try to copy. Never did we exceed five minutes. In fact, I doubt we ever reached five minutes. I think our longest practice was one minute because we had five words. And even at the end of a few weeks when she was able to listen to me well, watch well, and copy well, I still don't think we ever reached a full minute. But she had that sound corrected when we practiced three times a week for less than five minutes at the 12-week mark. And this was my practice, or my, I should say, my testing ground to see if what it is that I heard in college, because it didn't seem like it was possible to me. I was working with students that had disabilities. I was working with kiddos that had multiple sounds that they couldn't do, and they were low in vocabulary, and we were working on so many things that it just didn't seem possible. So that's why I had tested this with my child. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, gee, my child is young and they have multiple sounds that are wrong, 
but they're like close on a lot of them. I would say go ahead and try it. Go ahead and try something like this, something where your child is able to copy you somewhat so that you are getting their attention, getting them to look, getting them to listen. And after you've had them look and listen a few times, then you have them try to copy in a real gentle way. Remember the celebration all through it because the moment it's not fun, it's not working anymore for you to keep teaching it. You want to keep this to be, oh, look at me. This is pretty fun. Look at, and then the child looks, listen, and the child listens, copy, and the child copies, or say this, and this child says it. And even if they don't say it perfectly right, you celebrate that they did it. They tried it. They had a good attitude. Whatever it is that you can celebrate in it, you keep the celebration going and keep this practice really short. Now, let's say your child is five years old and this is an issue that, you know, they're in school, they're in kindergarten or so, and they're using the TH sound for an S. This is still really common. I would challenge you to do this even with a five-year-old. Pick five simple words that have varying vowels that you are able to say with them. And draw the cards with them. Then look at the cards together. Have them look at you. Have them listen to you. And have them try to copy. And when they're trying to copy, go ahead and explain to them. Oh, I see your tongue. Close your teeth. And then go in front of a mirror and have your child watch to see if they see their tongue sneaking out. And if it does, you can laugh about that. You can turn it into something fun. And if for a day they are sticking their tongue out more and practicing because they're playing with you and laughing their head off, that is okay. That's what that day's practice looked like. Because you can still chalk it up to awareness. The child at that moment has a big realization of what their tongue is doing. So it's still worth celebrating. And you can tell them, yeah, that's what a snake's tongue looks like. It sticks out like this. And if you play with it, the TH for an S is one of the simplest sounds to correct if your children are young. And by young, I mean, say, six and under. And then once they get a little older than that, it's a little more deliberate in the practice to be able to change the habit. But if they're three to five, you should be able to do that pretty well at home. So good luck to you. I hope that you have fun trying to turn around this very simple sound and have success with that. And remember that it does matter because when your child is learning to spell, the sound they say is what they write on the page. And when your child is reading, the sound they say relates to their comprehension of what it is they're reading. So it does matter. Even when they say things that are really funny and we want to keep the fun, it's not beneficial over time to allow your child to say those funny words that we think are so cute because we want them to grow up too. And we want them to be able to have good comprehension and good expression. So best wishes to you. I hope that you enjoy, enjoy, enjoy this experience of teaching your child how to say speech sounds. And as always, if you have a question and wonder, 
oh, am I doing it right? Or it didn't work. Or, hey, I want to tell you that it worked. Whatever it is. Hello at thelanguageofplay.com is where you'll find me. And I would love to hear your results. Hey, parents, I hope you found this episode helpful. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and share it with a friend who also lives or works with children? I would really appreciate it if you would leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. I read every review, and it lights me up to know that this show is making a difference. Then come join my Facebook community, where you'll meet other parents who are dedicated to helping their children grow too. You'll find the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining me. Now it's time to go. Let's pop our kiddos in the strollers and go look around outdoors and see what we have to talk about.